This is Disrupting Recruitment, a podcast focused on moving recruitment from a reactive to a proactive state. We talk to experts as well as recruitment marketers living it day to day to learn how to improve inbound as well as outbound and other recruitment marketing strategies. And it all starts now. Okay, so this is an episode of Disrupting Recruitment that I'm extremely excited about. Today, we have Jeff Stats from Haley Marketing on board to join us today, and we are going to talk about marketing automation. So welcome, Jeff. Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Brad. I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you uh, mentioning you were following me and you're one of the one or two people <laughs> that I think are on LinkedIn. So I appreciate I'm, I'm the guy. Yeah, I'm the yeah, one. I'm, yeah. I, you know what? I've met 100% of my fan base right now. So I really feel good about myself. And I'm you know what? I'm done. Retiring. I'm, done. I'm, turning, I'm, just, I'm deleting it right now off my neck drop. Retiring on top. Oh, that's funny. Since no one else follows you then, I guess, why don't you take a few minutes and introduce yourself and the Haley Marketing and what you guys do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm currently Chief Marketing Officer for Haley Marketing, one of the larger marketing agencies for specifically the staffing industry. We've got a, we focus mostly on small to mid-sized staffing firms, really underserved, I think. The ones that, you know, we... Our mantra is world-class marketing that's fast, easy, and affordable. So we really focus on just help, helping them market and sell better and providing the tools for that. For me specifically, I came over about, I think this is my two-year anniversary, actually. Yeah, I think today is my two-year anniversary. So I came over really to focus on building the marketing automation service offering and mostly the consultancy, just helping staffing firms, I'm sure you see this, just navigate what to do with automation. What is it? Why do we do it? We bought it. Now, what do we do? Answering all those questions. That's been really my focus over the last couple of years. And prior to Haley, I was in staffing. So I was at a company called Talent Launch, which is a nationwide network of independently operated staffing firms. So we had about 10 brands all in the U.S., but just different brands from LI to executive recruitment, all based out of Cleveland, where I am. And working with them, I was head of marketing there. It was, a, it was more of an acquisition company that had a shared services platform. So it was a little bit different. You don't see a lot of those in the staffing industry. And then prior to that, I was at Able, which is now part of Bullhorn, but it's, I think it's Bullhorn onboarding. But I was head of marketing for the digital onboarding platform and doing a lot of cool things there, building it up from scratch. And so I've spent about seven, seven years in, in staffing so far. So I'm probably an old timer based on the turnover rates in the industry. And then I've been doing automation. I'm so old. I've been doing automation since 2003. So I started actually at a credit union um, using something called Market Tracks. That was basically an AS400 based automation platform. Um, yeah, been doing it a while. So been fun. I'm, I'm going to have nightmares now tonight just because you mentioned AS400. You should. I, I have it all the time. It's like, you know, I just... It's just, oh man, it's, I just remember running those. Oh, uh, yes, 400. Yes, oh, yes. I used to run those queries, put the floppy disk in and run it back. Oh, Jesus. It was awful. Yeah. And that's why I'm so yes. excited to have you on today because Candidate Hub, obviously, we are a, a data driven engagement platform and marketing automation is a big part of it. We don't call ourselves a marketing automation tool because there's more to it than that in, in what we do. But marketing automation is a big part of engaging and uh, remarketing and retargeting candidates. 
And I said, we're going to just, there's so much that we can talk about. We're just going to riff for half an hour or so and see where it goes. But <laughs> so what, yeah, um, let's do it. I, I guess let's just start at the top and start peeling some onions. Why would somebody want to be using marketing automation in recruitment? I think there's two main reasons. And these are the two main reasons that I always tell people and it, well, they're great reasons, but they come with a little bit of work from the staffing firm. But from a recruitment or recruiting marketing standpoint, it's really all about process gap and engagement gap. That's really the biggest thing is plugging those gaps in terms of what they can do. So you always talk about saving time, saving, you know, that recruiters tend to not follow process or have a hard time following process. That's why somebody would want automation is those day-to-day data-driven tasks, or just you're trying to update the database, you're trying to save time, you're trying to let recruiters do what they do best. And that's why somebody would use automation or why a staffing firm would want to do that for the recruiting side is that there's just, you, the process should be the same, but with that, you need to know your process. And I think that becomes a sticking point where a lot of times that process isn't documented because before you know the gaps, you need to know, you know, exactly what do you do? Like, how does that work? So it's, I always tell staffing firms, like before you get into automation, super cool, totally awesome, but it plugs gaps, but you need to know your gaps. For sure. And you had mentioned uh, something on one of your, uh, not that long ago about marketing automation to set it and forget it. Um, process and, and it's it most certainly is not you constantly have to be going back and looking and seeing what's working and what's not working that fix the bugs and and all that stuff it's kind of like a good business plan right your business plan is never done um and it, but we say you know one of the biggest things for us is if if you implement automation properly you can allow your recruiters to do what they do best and that's develop relationships with the right candidates at the right time. And that's what it's all about for us is making sure that recruiters work and, uh, yep. um, it's, it's so easy to be focusing on candidates that are, you know, just not gonna, not convert or, or whatever. And for me, I really kind of got into it because I, when COVID hit, I, I got talking to basically shut down the recruitment industry. So it gave me a chance to talk to recruiters and they constantly said, you know, we, we just want quality candidates in our inbox every day. And I was like, well, shit, we do this for salespeople, right? Why can't we do this for, right. for recruiters? There's no reason why we can't do this for recruiters. Um, and so if you think about sort of that B2B process where we do lead scoring and tracking and, and things like that, and you, and you look on the other side in the B2C and the, and the e-com world and the way that we handle how people are buying products from our websites, um, you know, there's, there's a perfect amalgamation there for how we can help people shop for jobs online. And, and I think yeah, automation I is think, a big part of that. Yeah. If you think of it, like e-commerce is a great analogy. I talked to a, a couple of people that, you know, on the SEO side and different agencies that handle that whole e-commerce process. And when it comes to recruitment, people are the commodity. People are the product of the service. And you can say all day, all right, we're trying to get great people to great jobs, whatever, but it's all about filling the right people at the right jobs, but then there is this, there's an abandoned cart there where it's like they apply. And a lot of times, which is 
you might have a hundred people apply, but you take the first 10 because you get really excited about putting that post out. It's on Indeed, it's on Zip, it's somewhere else. And then you get those people in, that's the win. You're like, all right, this person applied, that person applied. And then what happens to all the other people that just like LinkedIn, when I get the one person, you, that likes my post. And then in a perfect world, somebody else would too, a little bit later, but it's what happens to all those other people, you know, and that, you know, want to apply afterwards, a lot of times they go unfilled Oh yeah, and they could be a great, that could be a great thing, but that kind of is that abandoned cart. And then there's just other parts of the process. And I think, um, I was on a, another panel and I've mentioned it before where I was like the Domino's app, I've read articles and research articles where the Domino's app just screwed everybody. The coolest thing ever about having your pizza, it's now going into the oven. All right. Now out of the oven for QC. But now everybody wants that, you know, and that's what candidates want. Tell me where I'm at in the process. Tell me who's going to talk to me. And it's that grad, you know, like, like that immediacy gratification or immediate gratification of like, where am I at? And you have to think e-commerce or think that way with candidates. Otherwise they're out. I mean, and the good ones will be out faster than the, the ones you don't want. Yeah. hundred percent. The one that's available in two weeks is the one you don't want. Right. It's, uh. It's crazy because like I, I made an offer to a candidate the other day, a day after I interviewed him and he already accepted something else, like a day. It's amazing now. These can't, like, it, it's funny. You would have thought with all the, I mean, with the layoffs and some of the other things going on, I know there's more talent, but it's crazy how it continues. Cause that's a trend that was even more in 2022 Ooh. where there, you know, people, great was just leaving. Like it was passive. It was a, whatever the quiet, whatever you want to call it. You know, the, you know, <laughs> whatever the, whatever, whatever the great, it was the day is. quiet, quitting, quiet, whatever. But like people were just like, I'm going to get paid more. I'm out and I'll be, I'll make that decision in 20 minutes. And that, but now it, it's almost like we forgot that and kind of, we're still, we're going more towards getting more job orders, but there's still this issue around people. You know what? Yeah. The great ones are going to, if you're not fast, you're out. Yeah. And it's all the way from when they apply, like you're going to have to almost shrink the process down, you know, and that's the other part of that. Well, I've said a number of times and, and I'll keep saying it till I'm blue in the face, but to rethink the way uh, we look at candidates today, they're not job hunters, they're job shoppers, treat them that mm -hmm. way. And e-commerce plays a big part of that. Um, if we're not treating them like they're buying our job. Somebody else is going to, and somebody else is going to win that conversion rate. The greatest advancement in recruitment technology is here. If you haven't seen Shazam yet, do yourself a favor. Their cutting edge recruitment website tech is making clients across the globe more successful online. Shazam is taking the recruitment industry by storm due to the opportunities it creates and the problems it solves. If you do anything this week for your business, make sure it's booking a time to check out Shazami. And it's incredible how marketing on one side will do everything to, um, you know, not piss off clients, but recruitment on the other side just is so transactional that it can't help but piss off a bunch of people. And it's, it needs to, it needs to change. And I think that's where autom automation yeah. obviously fits in. And you talked about the, uh, yeah. you know, sort of that abandoned card. And um, I know the, another thing I, you know, we talk a lot about is AppCast and their number about 92% of candidates leave without um, 
completing a job application. Uh, what do you think? Is, is that close to accurate in what you're seeing with, uh, with some of your clients out there? I, I think it's a little bit high. I've seen numbers where they've been somewhere around 80%, 85%. I think that's, you know, what it's interesting. And what will be interesting of it is in with California and I think New York, both forcing the salary mm. range to be on the job. I think that is going to be a true test of, of, yeah, what do people think about that? And especially when you can't control it as a recruiting agency or a staffing firm or whatever, if you can't control the, the, the range, it's hard to be able to figure that out. How do you help do that? All I'm doing as a recruiter is putting out what, what my client is willing to pay. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be an interesting side of this because I, I think minus the job description, a lot of times the, the reason why they don't apply is because the job description is just not good. It's horrible. Like it's, it doesn't tell, it doesn't answer the questions. It's not engaging. Like we see a lot of that and maybe chat GPT helps that maybe <laughs> any of that, but I think it starts there, you know? Yeah. I could understand because I've gone on job on, on different career sites and I'm like, oh my God, we try to help out as much as we can. Like there, there's a formula, especially like Google for jobs and some of the other ways to be able to get that on there. If your job description is garbage, like, yeah, you'll get that click. And, and, but you won't get that apply. Mm. And I think that's probably why you're seeing like indeed moving to that route where it's a cost per apply method versus cost per click. Because I remember being on the staffing side, we got great cost per click ratios and costs. Yeah. But it's, yeah, we didn't, I think we only had maybe, I think it was like 15% application rate for a lot of our mid-level ones, which would reverse that. That's 85% don't apply. And I think that's. I think that's probably par for the course because yeah, if you don't have, if, if you're not engaging somebody, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, we would never sell a car with a text ad, right? Right. But, uh, we, right. we seem to make job descriptions all about what we want and not about trying to entice the candidate to apply for a job. It's, uh, right. you know, we really like, again, it's that e-commerce approach. You have to Yep. When you're marketing to candidates, you have to market to them as if they're buying your job because they are, they're buying, you're buying their time. They're buying your culture, your career. So it's interesting. What would you say, you know, for somebody who's looking to get into automation, somebody who isn't using automation now? I think that it's interesting. So from a staffing automation standpoint, I would go to, I would do some fact finding. I think, I think there's some great information on, I'm sure you guys have great information on the ins and outs of recruitment automation or whether somebody needs words around that, but candidate engagement or whatever. I think you, you look at, you look at the bullhorns, you look at you guys, you look at sense, all of the different companies that are doing it right now have some great educational material. Yeah. And it also has some great, the whys of automation. I think. And to your point, how you mentioned on one of my posts, the selling the dream, it's not an out of the box thing. I think that's the other part of it is if you don't educate yourself, especially if you're a staffing owner and you're going to love the laser on the wall, you know, you're a cat with a laser on the wall, like you love it. It's a shiny object. You're going to buy it. But without the education, where does it fit in my process? Where does it fit in my tech stack? And why should I do it? You have no buy-in. And so educating yourself first, I would figure that out. And also what I would do is walk the candidate process 
go and walk in their shoes, what that process looks like, and then talk to the, your recruiter, maybe your best one, maybe your worst one. I don't know. And talk to them about where, where are they having issues? Because I think when you come in with an education, with pain points, with everything else, your, your knowledge as a buyer becomes so much better than if it's just, Hey, they're selling you this, go get it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, of course, if I'm selling it to you, I'm gonna sell you the dream. Like I'm going to sell you all about the why, and you're going to see this, you're going to see that candidates are going to flock to you. You're going to do all that. When, it, when you're done with it, you're just, okay, wait, hold on. I need somebody to actually do yeah, this. I got oh, to work with this every day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I would talk to the average recruiters cause the best are going to convert every, in any way. Um, the, sure. the worst are maybe it's not the right career for them, but the average ones, the ones that are, that are doing well, but you think they could be doing a little bit better. You know, what's, what's missing, how, you know, him holding them up, what's the bottlenecks for them? Because that might yep. give you some insight as to where automation could help. I think, um, if you go back through, I almost want to polish, I might dust this one off and put it back up on LinkedIn, but back at the beginning of the year, uh, Leonard Snark, I don't know if you're a fan of the flash, the show that was on CW, but I got a clip of Leonard Snark that says yep. the four key points of planning, make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to fail, throw away the plan. <laughs> and yep. that's pretty much what it is when you're getting started with automation is you have to expect it to to not do what you're expecting it to, uh, and take it and tinker with it until you kind of get even, I mean, even now, you know, there's still stuff that I figure out every day and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I, oh yeah, that, that works pretty cool. And, um, so it's, it's constant. You gotta be going back and looking at it and throwing some things out and putting some new things in there. And the key of it though, is like capturing those interactions and driving people down that funnel. Yeah. It becomes a program. If you do it right, it's not just a project. It doesn't have a defined start, defined end. And I think that's what people, like, it reminds me of like old school pay-per-click. I'm going to, I'm going to do a pay-per-click ad. And then, you know what? After two weeks, it sucked. I'm done. And it, no, you can't just throw it away. Like we've got, this is a testing. This is champion challenger. This is beta testing. This is tweaking. This is it's the marketing research model every single month. You got to do that. What's your hypothesis? What are you doing to get to that hypothesis? What do you need to change? All right. Well, now we've changed that. Now what do we do? And I think that's what, and I think it's a resource issue. Oh, I yeah. Think companies just don't have the resources to be able to do that, which is why I see such an opportunity around the service side of helping people with automation, because I think. It's just, they don't have the people or don't have the time or just need the third party or the expertise, second set of eyes. Yeah. I think it's the second set of eyes, mm -hmm. like just asking the right questions saying, what, have you looked at this? What about this? Because a lot of people are in the business. They're too far in, they're doing their jobs. And, and again, it's, well, this stinks after 60 days, they're not working. I'm done. And no, you can't do that. You got to have a testing mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I don't know. I think automation is still so new. In staffing and recruiting, I think, and I think there's a, there's a lot to be bought into and I think it's getting there. It's just, you hope post pandemic, some of the things that are happening in the labor market, you just hope some of those things like really get people to embrace this, the purpose of automation. Cause I think that there's such a beat, it can be such a game changer if you do it right. Well, automation historically in recruitment is all been just, it's just been like 
somebody applies, send them an email saying, thanks for your application or um, task-based automation, where, mm -hmm. where it's going to and the solution that we're providing in sense uh, in tools like that is, is not just those task-based stuff, but really data-driven engagement decisions based on candidate behavior. So really reacting to what the candidate on your content and on your site. Uh, you know, if they're clicking on this, then we want to do this. If watching this video, then we want to do this. And, and that's where marketing automation goes. And, and you talked about, um, makes me think of email marketing is um, something that a lot of are doing now. And people talk about open rates and click-through rates, and that's all great. But what happens after they get to the landing page? You know, if, I, if I'm right. using MailChimp or if I'm using HireEasy, and no offense to HireEasy, I love that tool. Yeah, sure, I can automate sequence. You know, if they don't open it, send them another one. If they do this, then do that. But they, okay, so I get a 30% open rate or a 60% open rate or a 100% open rate. I really don't give a shit. If they're clicking on the link and they're going to the website and then bouncing with traditional email marketing tools, uh, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be using email marketing tools, but if that's all you're using, that's where it stops right there. That's as far as you get right. in the picture. They open the email, they went to the landing page. Unless they apply, you don't know what the hell happened after that. And marketing automation tools and like our, you know, a real data driven engagement tool, like candidate hub, we track, if I send Jeff an email. Saying, hey, Jeff, I've got this opportunity. Are you interested? Jeff opens up the email, looks at the opportunity and says, I like what I'm doing. I'm not going to bother with that. So, you know, Jeff doesn't reply to the email. All I know is he opened the email and he clicked the link and that's it. Uh, you know, six months later, Jeff has a bad day and says, oh, I remember getting an email. I wonder if that opportunity is still there and uh, looking around. And all of a sudden, that Jeff's back on the site. He's looking at other opportunities. And, you know, that's probably good information for a recruiter to know. Um, you yep. know, hey. Hey, Brad, Jeff, that you reached out to six months ago is back on the website. You might want to give him a call. Um, in, right. in email marketing tools and task-based automation tools, data, they just, they won't tell you that. Right. That's a key part of, of, you know, driving that pipeline and, and filling that funnel is what happens after they get to that landing page. Yeah. I think that, yeah, what you guys are doing is almost, is that second generation of like, it's almost buyer intent. Mm -hmm. It becomes purchase intent. And that's, again, a lot of the staffing automation, marketing automation, some of those, the 101 of those are very Boolean. You know, it's the if then. Yeah. Everything's if then. If they open, do this. If they, but that, that becomes like, okay, there's two options, but there's a whole, it's not linear. Like a candidate will go look at this job, then move over to this job, then go here. And if you don't have a way to capture almost an engagement score, or anything like that. And then say, this is high intensity, they must be looking. And then this is low intensity, they're not looking. But being able to capture all those different actions that they do, that's, yeah, that's the way that, you know, what you should be doing. Because again, I've seen it just being a job seeker 10 years ago, I would have a bad day and I'd be like, I would be applying to every single job in the world. But am I doing it to go to that job or am I doing it to leave my current job? Mm. But having those types of, you know what, because at once every couple, you know, months, I may be like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go see what's out there. And what's, it's not just 
serving up the right message to the candidate, but it also is, I would think, helpful to the recruiter to say, oh, there's Jeff again. Like, I don't know if he's going to really want to apply to this job because I'm sure you have that too, where they yeah. ghost or they like, they don't complete the application process or they, they don't go to the actual client interview because well, yeah, something touched them off, but you could almost see that on the back end and you're like, oh, there he goes again. Must have had a bad day. He's all, he's applying <laughs> everywhere. And so I think it helps. I do. It's almost like candidate management. Yeah. 100%. So do you have uh, really cool success stories you can share where a big win that you were like, wow, that really worked the way we wanted it to. Um, anything you can share with us there? Ah, I think there's a couple. I mean, on the recruitment side of things, we did what I think, again, I think I mentioned it. You've got this, you've got the post apply. And I think that you try to teach the recruiters that it's a, the candidate applies, the, the automation kicked in, and then it goes from technology to human follow-up to technology. And there was, they would not buy into that. We would do the standard, send them a text. Hey, thanks a lot for applying. We will take a look at your background qualifications. We'll let you know when you're ready or when we're ready or whatever. And so they, the client wasn't really bought into all of that. And but we said, Hey, we don't know, like they were having problems with ghosting and they're like, yeah, you know what? Like, we just can't follow up with these people. We're only hitting like 5% of these people just because it was just rapid fire. And this was about a year ago or so. And, and they weren't bought into automation at all. So we decided to put a ghosting, anti-ghosting campaign on where after three days of when they apply, the automation kicks back in. And just, Hey, knock, maybe it wasn't the right time when you applied and we had different messages. We ended up getting, I think it was 14% of those people came back and said, no, I'm sorry. Like I, we, I am ready to talk. And I think what was great about that was number one, they weren't bought into automation as a part of their recruiting process. And number two, we got those people that a lot of those people that would be otherwise lost to basically come back. And if they weren't ready for that, for the job that they applied for, they were placed, almost half of them were placed in, in, in either that job or another job. Yeah. So that one was that's, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, it's that human element and it's the same thing with sales, right? Like I may call a client today and they're not ready. They just blow me off, um, or whatever. Or we may have a great conversation and then, you know, you try to follow up with them and then you try to follow up with them and you try to follow up with them and they're just not because they're busy and they're doing other things. So, you know, most salespeople will give up after three or four, well, some give up after the first try. And I think we do even too. We give up after the first or second try, um, where it could be just a timing thing. Hey, maybe they're busy with a project, uh, you know, that they just don't have time. I don't have time to look at this because I know. I'll have to go to an interview and I don't have time for that right now because I got to get this done. And, you know, if, if we continue that dialogue and that conversation and keep things moving, um, and that's where, you know, putting that automation in place really helps once the human intervention. So I like that analogy, um, that really important. And, and it's kind of like you said with that Domino's app, you know, I need to know, they want to know what's going on and an answer is better than no answer. And. So there's ghosting on both sides and it just, it really helps. 
solidify that communication. And if they're just going to keep ghosting you, then do you really need to keep them in your database? That's part of it too, is that it's funny. Every time I tell somebody, because again, I don't think automation is the be all end all. And I know there's a ton of, especially with AI out there now. It's AI is not going to replace you. Piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And that's the thing is that the tool. Yeah. And that's what I tell people is that candidates know that there's, it's an automated message when they get an automated message. I think there was a stat where 80% of the candidates acknowledge that this was an automation. So don't hide it in a way. Like it, it's just part of the process. And the process is I want to, I want the candidate to know, but I always tell, I'll tell staffing firms, take a look at how many new leads you have. Go find the status that says new leads. If you have an overwhelming amount of new leads, like you have, you need automation because that's the problem. You'll have our new applicant status, whatever. You'll have all these people, the recruiter puts a job out. Hey, I got this opening. I'm going to go spend money. I'm going to go spend money. I said, why don't you look at your database first? Take a look at that. Oh, it's crap. How many people are new lead or new applicant status? Oh, I got a couple thousand. That's because you haven't talked to them. Maybe you've tried a couple of times, but wouldn't it be great if there was an automation that was just staying in touch with those people? Yep. And it's, and I always start right there because, you know, those people are, that's money. Hey, um, can you imagine if in, in the marketing world or like, you know, the, the B2C or B2B marketing world, if we had this database of customers and every time we wanted to sell a product, we went and tried to find new customers instead of marketing with this database of customers we have. But we do that every day in recruitment, especially agencies. Every time especially for agencies like candidates that I've vetted. And I've, I mean, I was, I was in that world for six years. So um, just a year behind you. So, you know, it, it's that's one of the first things that we do with clients is let's see who's in your database that we need to wake up. We need to see if they're still engaged with you. We need to see if their email address is still valid. We need to see if, have they been on your website lately? Have they been on your, um, any of your content lately? Like, oh, right. And, um, it's just, there's so much, I, I think there's so much opportunity and, and especially again, start looking at, um, agencies and the traffic that they're getting to their website segmentation becomes such an important factor because is this yep. person, um, you know, are they a marketing candidate? Are they a sales candidate? Are they, uh engineering candidate? Are they potentially a client? Are they, like, and with the right data analytics and tracking, you could segment them all and market to them differently. You know, if I know that you're interested in marketing opportunities, I'm going to send the, you know, marketing type content to you. Or if I know that you're a candidate versus a client, that's two different types of content we're sending to you to nurture you through that funnel. Uh, and if you're not tracking and segmenting and, and analyzing your traffic, then you're just. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. It reminds me of the pearls back in the early 2000s, the personalized URLs. Like I remember all those, like where they would go from direct mail and I'm going to give you a personalized landing page. And, but it is true. Like the, the riches are in the niches, like the further down you can get to where you can speak the right. Yeah. Why spit them a job that they'll that they'll never want or never, you know, be excited about. But we do that all the time. Or we just say, go to our job board, mm -hmm. go find something that you like. Yeah. And look at Amazon. Like you said, if you go to the e-commerce model, Amazon is great with, you're looking at this, here are the three things that go with it. And then here are other ones that are very complimentary to what you're looking for. Ugliest website in the world, 
but like it works well, I've, and people, they figure out how to do it. I've always said, if Amazon can personalize buying freaking duct tape, why can't we personalize people shopping, shopping for jobs? Like, yeah, it blows my mind. It's, it's amazing. What if, I want to end it here. Um, but, uh, one of the things that to me has to go, uh, I feel like jumping off a cliff every time I see it is people who write on their job posting only successful applicants will be contacted. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It becomes that snooty. I'm already judging you again. That's probably the 99% don't apply and don't convert on that one. Yeah. Or the, you'll get really personal message. I've seen only hard workers, non-complainers apply. And it's just, <laughs> come on, man. It becomes those LinkedIn rants where you become just the toxic LinkedIn poster when you start you know, putting those out there. You're yeah. just like, oh. But yeah, if you're not replying to everybody, then uh, go get another job. Um, yeah, I, but I've buy seen some automation only or only yeah. with a winning track record of success. I mean, that's even borderline. Like, how do, how do you define success? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't even know how you automate any of that. Like, are you successful? Yeah. Are you successful? Are you successful? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apply, send them an email, ask them if they're successful. If they say no, then send them an email that says they're rejected. <laughs> Only successful. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Best of luck next time. Yeah. So um, if I'm in staffing, I can, oh, that sounds really cool. I want to get involved in some automation. How do, uh, how does somebody find you and get a hold of you? Yeah, I would definitely check out LinkedIn. Jeffrey Stats is the name. It's right in the URL. Just hit me up there. Definitely. Follow, connect, ask me questions. Don't know if I can answer them, but I can try. And I usually post about automation. Also look on HaleyMarketing.com. So you'll see me on HaleyMarketing.com. You can follow me there. And then, yeah, I'm usually doing some LinkedIn lives or popping around podcasts like yours. I'm happy to be involved. So I'm sure you'll see me around the digital universe. Yeah, and just go back to this the post that uh, you saw this on because it'll definitely be tagged there. So. Jeff, oh, yeah. thanks. Um, this, uh, but uh, we're both busy guys. So um, I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Um, you know, maybe we'll have you back in season three. Sounds good. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. Thanks again for following. Thanks. It was an awesome conversation. All right. Talk to you soon. Cool.